Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Get Optimized podcast. And today we are going to be sharing an interview with Kendra Swalls. And she's awesome. I had such a fun time chatting with her. And I was really excited to bring her onto the podcast because I've been wanting to talk to somebody specifically about photography and kind of like spin that in the lens of Instagram. And I've been looking for that person. And finally, I found Kendra and I was like, yo, we need to have a conversation. And she was like, yo, let's have that conversation. And uh, she jumped on and had a, a great time chatting with me um, a little bit more about her. So, you know, who we're talking to. She is the founder of Girl Means Business, um, which has a podcast, a website. It's like a coaching business for uh, mompreneurs uh, and other entrepreneurs as well to learn about ways they can grow their business through Instagram and photography and, and marketing and these kind of things. She is a trained photographer. In fact, she started a photography business back in 2012. Before that, she was a teacher. So she has been teaching people and doing photography and doing Instagram stuff for quite some time. And uh, you know, now you're seeing why I had to have her on the show. So let's go ahead and jump into the interview. Enjoy. Great. Hey, Kendra, what's up? Thanks for being Hi. here. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Yeah, I am excited for you to be here because uh, as I told you before we hopped on, I, I have been wanting to have somebody on that's a pro on IG and somebody who's a pro at photography and you are both of those things. And uh, I think it's going to be a great conversation for sure. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I love it. I love talking all things, Instagram and marketing and yeah, I've, so I will try not to chat your ear off too much today. I'll keep it as precise as I can. <laughs> oh, please do. Uh, I'm down to have my ear chatted off uh, about all this. So no worries. Um, so usually where I try to start is I want to try to frame things like with a why question and like, why does this even matter? Why is it important for business and for breweries and for small business? And I think the the question that comes to mind is like, you know, why is Instagram important. We hear so much about, oh, you got to be on social. You got to be on Instagram. You got to do this. You got to do that and the other as a business. But like, I think it's a good reminder to say, well, why does this even matter? Why should we care? Why should we be good at Instagram? And uh, I think you're a great person to answer that question. So why does Instagram matter for a business? Yeah. Uh, so my answer to that is that you you have a lot of options when it comes to social media. You've got, I mean, there's Twitter and there's Facebook and LinkedIn and TikTok and I don't know if even Snapchat still a thing, but and like you have now you have like these social audios with Clubhouse and Spotify. I mean, there's just so much and it can be really overwhelming. Um, I personally fell in love with using Instagram for a couple of reasons. And one was that it was just, it's a simple, I say simple, it's a simple platform to use in the fact that it doesn't have all of these other features as far as like, there's not um, you know, Facebook groups, and there's not like a huge learning curve to like jump in and start using the platform. It's pretty simple. Even if you just start posting like photos and descriptions and details about what you do. Um, I also think that as far as the demographics that are on Instagram, that for businesses who are targeting kind of the majority of the adult um, demographic right now, that they're all on Instagram because they're at that point where we're kind of transitioning away from not that Facebook's not so valuable because it is, and it has its place and purpose. But when you start talking about more of like the millennial, um, you know, those twenties, thirties, late thirties, even early forties, those are the ones that are spending their time on Instagram. And so a lot of times it's, it comes down to where is your audience spending their time? 
And I'm finding that the majority of them are spending their time on Instagram. So that's where you want to invest your marketing time because you can't be in all the places. So you want to focus on the ones that are going to get you the most bang for your buck. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Yeah, we did a report on like age demographics of people that are using different social platforms. And like when you layer that over like who really is the craft beer drinker majority wise, Mm -hmm. it's like perfect. Instagram's perfect. It's like that 25 to 35, 40-ish kind of age range and a little bit of disposable income. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not the the 21-year-old that's like, you know, getting slammed on Trulies all day. And uh, that's not really (laughs) the craft beer person. Uh, And it's not the super old person who only drinks Miller Lite or, or, you know, their Rosé or, or, you know, whatever. So um, it's ideal for that. So from just a, just an audience, like base demographics of of that, it, it makes sense. But I also think there's like some value that hopefully you can elaborate on. on like, you know, how this works from like a kind of like a buyer behavior, consumer psychology perspective about, you know, kind of showcasing yourself and introducing yourself to a person, you know, and kind of building some brand there. And I think something you've talked about is kind of this like no like trust factor. Yes. And that that's kind of what I'm going for here. Can you, can you elaborate on that? Yeah. So that's sort of the foundation of what I teach when it comes to marketing and building your brand is um, these three foundational pieces, the no, like the trust. So it, they all have to work together and, and I'll kind of put it into like Instagram context. So the no part is, do people know that you even exist? Um, you know, especially with like your audience, you know, the, like the craft beer industry, like there are, it's a booming, like there's lots of people kind of popping up and doing different things. And so it's competitive industry, which is similar to a lot of other industries out there right now, the small businesses. And so while we feel like we might in our world, in our minds, we're like, well, everybody knows about us, like in our, in our little circle, but are you really putting yourself out there? Like, are you really making yourself known? And I always say it's to the point where when you start to feel like maybe you're being obnoxious and annoying, you're just scratching the surface of people getting to know who you are. <laughs> Thank <laughs> because, you. Yes. Yeah. We feel like it's annoying, like as we're posting the content, as we're putting ourselves out there. But the example I always give is before I started running my own businesses, I was a school teacher. I taught elementary for 14 years. And I started my photography business while I was teaching. And one of the areas I specialized in was high school seniors. And I was under the impression that like all these women that I worked with in my school knew what I did because I would post about occasionally on Facebook and like this person that I was friends with at school knew I did it. So I just kind of assumed they all did. And this one afternoon I was in the teacher's lounge. This teacher was talking about how her daughter is a senior and they were needing to schedule senior photos. And she'd reached out to these other photographers. And I kind of said, I was like, well, I'd be happy to give you information on my sessions. She goes, what do you mean your sessions? I was like, well, I, I'm a photographer. I do senior portraits. And she's like, I had no clue. I had no idea I would have come to you. And so this whole time I thought in my mind that everybody knew what I did when really I was just barely sharing my information. So become kind of comfortable with being obnoxious about talking about your business, putting it out there, continually posting about it, sharing about it. Um, And then, so that's kind of the no piece is like, people have to know you're there. They have to know you exist in order to follow you and engage with you. And then the like piece and the trust piece kind of go hand in hand, but the like piece is, do they have a connection to you? 
and this is kind of what you and I talked about um, before we started this interview was the idea around showing up as yourself and your brand and being the face of your brand or, or injecting your personality into your brand and things like that. Because right now, especially with small businesses, people want to connect with people. They don't want to connect with a logo or a tagline. They want to know that there is, when they purchase or work with or support the small business, they're supporting an actual person or a group of people. And so using Instagram to do that is great because you have things like Instagram stories and now you have like reels and video is such a big piece of it. And I know it's intimidating, but putting yourself out there and building personal connections, that is like the golden ticket in marketing right now to getting people to build brand loyalty. Because if they have a reason to connect with you on a personal level, they're going to be more likely to support you, to share, to talk to their friends about you, as opposed to like just some kind of random, you know, photo of a logo that they see that they don't have a connection to. And then the trust piece kind of ties into that. Whereas like once they like you and they feel connected to you, you're sharing reasons why they should trust you. And that's where you turn followers into like buyers and loyal customers um, because they're starting to realize like you're not just talking about how great your business is. You can also back it up. Um, And so that's kind of the three sort of foundational pieces of how I teach marketing and business. So glad you elaborated on that, elaborated on that because like, I think it's important to remember this stuff when you're in the grind and you're like looking at metrics and you're looking at your bottom line and you're like, man, I'm putting so much time in this thing, this Instagram thing, or, or, you know, you hear news about Instagram and the Zuckerberg and all this stuff. And you're like, well, but it's like, well, it's such a powerful tool for building trust, for getting initial awareness and getting people into your, even, even your first audience, your first like hello wave up the street kind of thing. And then it can really help you build build trust and turn that person into a loyal customer and, and support that and then turn them into a raving fan, you know, of, of your business and of your content, which is huge. Um, and you brought up reels, which I think is kind of a cool topic uh, for a lot of reasons, but like reels is, is hit or miss. Some breweries are using it, some businesses they're using it, some are not. Some are intimidated by Reels, uh, myself included. I'm like, man, Reels is kind of a beast. It's hard to coach on because it does kind of take a personality to do it. Um, what's your take on Reels and how do you actually use this system effectively? Yeah, so I was very anti-Reels in the beginning because it was right around when TikTok came out and I was like, that's yeah. not my personality. I'm not like flashy. I'm not the person who's going to like dance around on camera and be goofy. And it, I, didn't, yeah, <laughs> I didn't see the connection. Um, yeah. And then I had a business coach I was working with and she was like, just give it a shot, like make it your own. It was right around when um, everybody was starting to work from home and the, the, the everything was kind of shutting down. And so I did like this little kind of real announcement I mean, to a song of some kind. And it was like what I thought working from home with kids would be like versus the reality of it. And so it starts off with me like working at a desk and my daughter's beside me, like reading a little book in her chair and we're smiling at each other. And then it cuts to like me hiding under the desk with my computer and a glass of wine and her like running through, like, like waving things in the air. And it like it, I mean, it got more views than followers I had at the time. And so I was like, okay, so this is like a thing, like this actually works, but it took me a while. And, and, with a photography background, like I'm usually the one behind the camera and not in front of it. And that was very uncomfortable for me to step in front of the camera. 
And it took me kind of pushing myself slowly and more and more and more and be like, okay, I feel comfortable getting in front of the camera. If it's like maybe from a distance of me doing something in my business and like, or doing a lip sync where like, it's just kind of not really me having to talk and it's like short and sweet. And the more I've done it, the more confident I've become. And now I post almost one a day, five days a week. So, um, and I'm starting to do more and more like original ones, but what's fun too, is like, I love to go into Instagram and just scroll through the reels. And I follow a bunch of like some of the most random people that I follow because I really love the content they're putting out. There's one that's like a family farm and they put out these really funny reels. It's like the mom, the two sons that run the farm. And then they have like the different farm animals kind of featured like in different funny ways. And I have zero interest in farming. I have no reason to want to know how to farm. Like I'm not going to like necessarily go visit their farm, but I love the content they're putting out. Like it's so creative and different. So reels is a really great way right now to show your personality, to share kind of some behind the scenes. Um, And that's where like that like and trust piece comes in because it's one thing to share like a posed headshot photo of yourself on Instagram and people like, they're like, okay, that's what he looks like, but I don't have that real connection there versus like seeing you on camera getting a sense of who you are as a person. Do you have a sense of humor? Are you, know, are you sarcastic in a certain way? Are you really like, um, kind of quiet and reserved? Like there's all these different parts of your personality that they can connect with. And that can really shine in reels um, beyond just the fact that they have a greater reach right now as well. Yeah. And you make me think of a good question because I see brewery reels and like there's some that have people in them, some that don't. Some people do kind of like the, the cool stuff that happens. Like there's machines that do neat oh, yeah. stuff with spinning of the can and the labels and this kind of thing. What's your take on, on like non people in reels? Is it better to have like somebody, you know, in front of the camera or can like inanimate objects work, you know, what, so what are those things that work? So I think honestly, the, a balance of the two is the ideal situation because especially with like a brewery, like that's a cool thing that people want to know, like, like, how does it get made? Like, how does the process work? Um, I follow a couple of like crafter type accounts where they'll show like how they make the jewelry that they do or how they make like there's one that's like a glass blowing thing and it fascinates me. And that's not showing a person, it's showing a process. Um, and I think that's a really like that's becoming more and more popular because again, it's kind of like pulling back the curtain a little bit and giving people a sneak peek into like the process of what you'll do on a regular basis. Now, I also think it needs to include at least from time to time a personality of some kind. Now, that doesn't mean. I guess it depends, but if you have like, if you're a solopreneur, that's probably going to be you, but there's a lot of companies and brands who they have a team of people that are working with them and they, they will have one person kind of be the spokesperson for their, their fate, the brand. And it's someone who feels comfortable on camera or is okay learning how to get comfortable on camera. Um, You know, I think a lot about like when you watch commercials, like there's all these companies who have a, like a brand represented, like flow from progressive. Well, clearly flow is not the creator of progressive, but she is now the face of that company. Um, right. You know, you have, this is another insurance company, but like you have the Geico gecko and you have 
the mayhem guy or whatever, like those are the faces of that company. And so when you think of progressive, you think of flow, when you think of Geico, you think of the gecko. So it doesn't necessarily have to be you unless that's like you are the only one. But if you have a team of people and you want to kind of choose somebody to sort of be like the representative of your brand, you can do that as well. But people connect with people. And so there needs to be some kind of human element to it somewhere. I'm really glad you said that uh, because I would be the person who's like, I'm not going to be on the camera. I'm just going to give you take the cool stuff. Um, But the human touch and your tie into the insurance companies, by the way, insurance companies are gangster marketers and you should look at their stuff because they spend bajillions of dollars on marketing research on how to do this stuff. And you talked about like the no like trust thing. Like the reason why these insurance companies use a spokesperson like that is for the trust factor. And they use them again and again and again, because now you've kind of built a relationship with this person. You never met them, but like your brain is going, Oh, I know that person. Therefore safe, therefore trust. And I think that's what you're alluding to a little bit here is like, you should try to build a little bit of that consistency, a little bit of trust, a little bit of personality, and that can go a long way. And and like you said, it doesn't have to be you all the time. It could be your team. It could be your lead brewer. It could be your, your barroom staff. Uh, there's a lot of different ways you can do that. You can change it up from time to time. Yeah. But the human element is the key factor there. Really, yeah. really well said. Um, are there any like tips for creating good reels that you that you have that that you know if somebody hasn't done this before, they're stepping into it, like, well, where do we even start? Like, what's what's some like you know foundational tips? Yeah, one of the great things about reels is there's you don't have to have like a ton of equipment or knowledge on how to create video content to make them work. Um, I most like 99.9% of the reels I create are just create right inside of Instagram. I have a tripod, I've got my iPhone and I just go right in there. I would say um, one of the first things I recommend to people is take time and scroll through the reels that on your app and pay attention to the ones that make you stop. Like instead of just being a passive scroller, I want you to go in as an active, you know, an active user. And I want you to scroll through it. If one makes you stop and watch it, I want you to to really look at why. Was it something like there was there a catchy title across the front that really grabbed my attention? Was it like a cool location? Was it a person that I recognize? Like, what was that factor? And even like do it with like a notebook beside you and write down like the things. And then if there's one you really love, save it. Just click the little bookmark icon, save it. Um, maybe it was an audio you really liked or whatever. And then after you've done that for a while, go back to all the ones that you've saved and use those as kind of a starting point. Um, I like that, you know, with your kind of market, you have the option to sort of show like the behind the scenes, start with that. Um, you know, start with something that feels a little bit more comfortable for you and then work your way in. Don't feel like you have to jump into, this idea of like these really high produced, which I think the high produced reels don't always do well anyway. Usually it's the ones that are like on the fly, um, but get comfortable with the reels features, you know, like using the timer, how to record, what's the best lighting. Lighting is key. I mean, if you have a poorly lit video, it's going to not do well. Um, you know, kind of figuring out what your style is. And again, I say, go and look at what other people are doing and take note of the ones you really are enjoying and then kind of emulate that in your own. Um, So, yeah, I think that that's kind of 
just baby steps. Like, don't feel like you have to jump in and do something that's like this over the top thing. It can be as simple as like you said, like showing like the label being put on the can, like that can be just a couple of seconds with some music on top of it and a cool title of some kind and um, you're done and just see how it does. So I think start where you are, start small and then progressively work your way up. Now there's some really good points in there. You know, I love what you said about like going and researching other content, find stuff that looks good and then yeah. make a note of that and try to replicate that. Or maybe it inspires you to, to do something, you know, on your own uh, or do something slightly different that fits your brewery. You know, the lighting point there is a good one. Yeah, I see so many photos and, and video where it's like, man, if you just had decent lighting, this would be so yeah. much better. It's hard to watch but lighting is important. Do you think you need all the equipment, you know, like the tripod and the stabilizer and all that stuff? You think that's like a necessity to get this going or can you do it raw just with the phone? You can just do it with a phone. I mean, I, I went on Amazon and bought a $20 ring light tripod stand thing just because a lot of times it's me by myself and I'm filming myself. And so it's just easier to have that. But if you're filming like in your brewery, you could just, I mean, honestly, just hold your phone and like, you know, do whatever you need or find creative ways. I've seen some people who like will take uh, like a string and they'll tie their phone with the string and like tie the string to like a post or something, you know, like there's <laughs> so many ways to get creative and like not oh, have to invest funny. anything in this. Um, I've seen some like prop their phone up on like a, a glass or a box or, you know, I mean, you don't have to have the equipment. You don't have to have any kind of editing skills. There's no, I mean, there's all these different editing apps that people that are out there, but honestly, the, the reels that I see doing really well are ones that were just created within the Instagram reels feature themselves. Um, and I say like another tip is always be filming like little moments because sometimes, you know, you're just, you don't even have to do it in reels, just on your phone. If you are, you know, in your brewery and maybe you have like a bunch of your cans lined up, just do like a quick video of you like running your, your camera down the line of the beer cans and keep that in your phone because you could add it into a reel at some point. And so it's kind of getting into this mindset of looking at things through sort of a videography lens, which takes some time, but the more you consume video content, the more your brain starts to look at life in a video content context Um, I used to do that with my photography all the time. And I still do. I'll drive past like this random spot on the road. I'll be like, oh, that'd be a great place for pictures. And nobody (laughs) else agrees with me, but I'm like, no, no, no. But if the lighting's just right and the angle's just right, you know, and now I do that with video too. So it's kind of this weird, like retraining of the brain. But again, the more you consume it, the more your brain starts to see things that way. Yeah. The the more you do it, the better you get, you know, um, as it's, it's just advice with so many things in life, but uh, I think it remind you that you just, you're not going to be instantly good. You know, you're not going to be instantly great, but start, get it going. And you'd be surprised at how fast you, you pick it up. I think yeah, uh, for absolutely. folks, that's fantastic. Um, okay. So a couple more things I want to talk to you about, cause I, I think that you, this, you're like super cool to talk to you about this stuff. Um, oh, photography you. is one of them and Instagram, like, isn't always, isn't all about reels. Reels are really cool and important and they're, they're pushing that platform, but like the feed is still part of this, the system and photography does really well in the feed, especially good photography. So as someone who is a professional photographer, you know, what would you say to someone who's trying to make good feed content and good photography content? 
Um, I would say in the beginning, if you are just kind of like, I don't even know where to begin with this. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't like, I mean, cause iPhone photos are fine, but a lot of times that's where you get kind of the photos you can tell were done on an iPhone and not that that's a bad thing, but if you're wanting to stand out, I think hiring a professional photographer to come in and do a brand session with you would be really, really helpful because you're going to have so much content that you can then reuse, repurpose, you know, in all these different, whether it's social media on a website, um, sending out like brochures and things like you would just have a lot of content. And as far as the cost goes, I mean, with a lot of things, it runs the gamut, but I mean, you can find somebody to come into a branding session for anywhere from like probably two to $300 upwards to like one or 2000, depending on what you're wanting. You can even hire people to come in and do some video content for you along with it as well. But I think if you're starting off, that's a great place to start because then you sort of have a, um, a bank of content that you can be putting out there. Yeah. And you can even use some of the photos in your reels if you wanted to. And again, if you have, you know, like the people who are the faces, the, the owners of the company, you want to have good headshots, good photos of yourself as well. Because before you even like, put yourself into video content, you want to start by at least introducing yourself, who you are, what are some of the things that, you know, why did you get started in this? What are some of the things that set you apart from other breweries, things like that? Um, So having a good, like starting, you know, hiring somebody to come in that knows what they're doing, that can bring in some lighting equipment or knows good locations if you want to do something off location. And then as far as like your own photos from there, um, Lighting, I know we keep coming back to this, but lighting is key. I mean, anytime I see photos, yeah, what makes or break a great photo is the lighting. And so making sure that if you're going to do photos on your own, that you really have great lighting, you're not using like the flash on your camera is not good lighting. Don't use that. (laughs) Um, You know, (laughs) again, you can, you can go onto Amazon and buy like these ring lights that do a pretty decent job of lighting a space. Um, and they're not expensive, $20, $30 a piece, you know, up to 50, probably $75 if you really want the big ones. Um, or just like using locations, like if you're just photographing your products, putting it in front of like a window as opposed to like, you know, with the window behind it. There's all these like little lighting tips I could probably go into, but um, lighting is key. And then I think it's important too to have a variety. So instead of like every photo being you know, like I'll use the example of like a beer can. Like if every photo is of like a close-up of a beer can, it's going to get really repetitive. So having variety, you know, like getting wider shots of you, if you have an actual like location, getting shots of the location, getting details, getting, um, you know, like step-by-steps of the process of what you do and, the, you know, the little things like that. So variety, good lighting, hire a professional when you can, um, and then just kind of get comfortable using the different features on your phone camera or invest in like a decent DSLR camera as well. will make a big difference. Yeah. Um, you know, I think of, you know, hiring a photographer because I've hired lots of photographers and that process, you know, is can be a little bit, I think, uh, especially if you've never done it before, never dealt with somebody like this, you don't really know what they need and what they want. Um, but like, and I wonder if you agree with this or not, I think having some sort of shot list or some sort of plan going into that day is helpful as well as like, you should be asking that photographer for like 
everything. Like, give me every shot you took because they're going to give you dozens and dozens. They probably took hundred shots in that day. And if you can get them all, there's probably something you can do with a lot of these. Um, Do you agree with that? It's like having a plan and getting lots of shots or or any other, you know. Yeah, I think finding a photographer that you one feel really good working with. I think there's, there's so many photographers out there that finding it's important to find one that you connect with on a kind of a personal level, especially because this could be someone that you work with multiple times. And I would say like, if you find one that you really love, hire that person again in the future, because I know for my clients, what I do when I do brand sessions is I'll say, okay, this time we're doing a brand session and it's going to be primarily about you. And we're going to get some detail shots. And then on our next session, we can focus more on like your products and your location or, um, you know, bring the kind of fake clients in and get, you know, photos of you like working with clients and things like that. So having the same person for all of your photo shoots, it creates consistency in the style of your photos, but also you start to build a relationship with this person. They start to learn a little bit more about your business. Um, Cause that's photographers. Like we we learn a lot about the businesses of people we work with, but we aren't, we aren't the experts. Like you are the expert in that niche. And so having conversations and saying like, okay, yeah, this is important. I want to make sure I get shots of X, Y, and Z is super helpful. Um, but you also want to be open to the fact that like you're hiring a creative who may see something that would be a really cool, you know, like, okay, here's your product. Let's make it look a really cool way. We can still get like kind of the shot you mentioned, but I really like the way this lighting's coming in, or I really like this like texture of this, you know, bar top or this wall or this, whatever let's use that. So having an idea going in, having the conversation, but also being open to letting the creative do kind of what they do. Um, I think that would be a combination of really great, uh, you know, really great products and the results as far as like all the photos, I will say most photographers will say like, I don't give you every single photo I take because they're not all great. <laughs> and it's a reflection of my business. But, um, you know, most photographers when it comes to brand sessions, like I don't put a limit on how many images you get, you get whatever the best of what we take that day. Um, and my goal is I, you know, as a business owner, I know that these are going to be kind of the, the, again, the bank of images that you use for all different things. I want you to have as much and as much variety as possible. And it all comes down to don't be afraid to kind of interview photographers and have conversations with them. Don't feel like you just have to go with somebody because it was recommended by a friend or it's a family friend, or, you know, this person and their, you know, their sister does photography or whatever, like make sure it's an actual good fit for what it is you want to accomplish. Cause otherwise you're just going to be disappointed and you're going to feel like you wasted your money. Yeah. You know, the personality thing is, is important, you know, and, and looking at that person's portfolio and getting an idea for what they have done. You know, if you're doing product photography and you're shooting food and this kind of, or excuse me, if you're doing beer photography, maybe food photographer kind of fits this, but yeah. somebody who does, you know, professional headshots for people might not be the right fit for that. Maybe they are, maybe they got some stuff and you can reach out to them and, and that kind of stuff. But I think this is important to think about. Loved Absolutely. your advice on, uh, on the, on like uh, listening to the creative person, because that's why you hired them, right? <laughs> it's like they should, they have an eye for it. And uh, maybe they can do something you didn't even think of that really does well. And is a scroll stopper yes. on Instagram. So Right on. So I have so many questions I could ask you, but, uh, you know, maybe we need to do another, another session for some of these things, but 
if someone's listening to this and they want to connect with you and they want to follow up with you and figure, learn more about you, how would they do that? Where do they go? Yeah. So uh, my home base is my website. It's girlmeansbusiness.com. Um, that's where you can find my podcast. You can have, you can find links to my social media, Instagram, everything's kind of titled at girl means business. Um, if you send me a DM and say, you heard me here on this podcast, um, let me know. I'd love to chat with you. If you have more questions or want to follow up, feel free to reach out and ask me anything or just start a conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I will put links in the show notes. I think you have a ton of great resources. Um, we didn't get a chance to talk about it today, but email marketing is something you talk about too. And you know, uh, if Instagram went away, what would you do? You know, exactly. if that's kind of a doomsday yeah. scenario, but email marketing is part of it. So you've got a great resource for that, which I will put in the show notes as well. And maybe we follow up and do something about email later on. I would um, love yeah, it'd be super fun. I think it's, it's a really cool topic. And I always tell people like get emails, shaking them yes. by the shoulders. Get the emails. <laughs> uh, Cause you definitely want them. Um, but Anyways, I guess we'll kind of we'll kind of close it up. I want to be respectful of your time, but I'll, I'll hand you the mic, so to speak, one more time here and say, hey, is there anything else you want to add or or let people know about before we uh, we close it up for today? Yeah, I would just say, you know, it can feel all really overwhelming when you are first learning how to kind of market yourself in this industry and get yourself out there and put yourself out on social media. And then where you're like, OK, do reels and then take pictures and do all these things. And just know that like, it doesn't all happen overnight. Like it does take time and, um, you know, make sure you kind of put things in the order of priority of how you want to start implementing these things into your business. Don't feel like you have to do all these things at one time and, um, and don't, don't hesitate to reach out and ask questions of people. Like I said, I'm open to, if you've listened to this and you're like, okay, I really want to know more about how to hire a good photographer, reach out to me. And I'd be more than happy to kind of give you some more tips or give you some you know, references or resources. Um, so not being afraid to ask questions and ask for help. Um, I mean, the worst somebody can say is no, I can't help you with that, but most likely people are going to be willing to help when they can. So, yeah. Right on. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Exactly. So, exactly. Well, Kendra, thank you very much for your time. I'm very excited to be talking to you and have talked to you. Have a great one. And we'll, uh, we'll catch everyone later. Thank you.